Today is Palm Sunday. This is the first day of what is known as the Holy Week. And the events that happened and that were unfolded during that Holy Week happened in a very dramatic and successive uh, manner. Today is Palm Sunday, then there is what is known as Maundy Thursday where Jesus Christ instituted the Lord's Supper followed by His late hour trial and then on Friday, Jesus Christ went to the cross to die for our sins and then on Sunday, of course, is Easter Resurrection Sunday. But today, 2,000 years ago, Jesus, on Palm Sunday, rode on a donkey into Jerusalem. It is a very important event, a very important trip, the most expensive trip that would cost the life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God Himself. It is known as the triumphal entry of Jesus to Jerusalem. And that triumphant entry that happened 2,000 years ago releases the blessings of God for each one of us whom God desires and wants us to be triumphant in our lives. So the triumph of Jesus Christ is now transferred to the people of God. Now the word triumph means victory, success, but it is more than that. It means victory of great importance, a great victory, a monumental success. An extraordinary achievement. And so this morning, I'd like to share on life triumphant. Or life triumph. Life triumph. There are two kinds of shouting that we hear in the Bible relating to the triumph of Jesus Christ. And the triumph of Jesus Christ trickled down to us, rained down upon us, so that we can have life triumph as well. The first shout is that of Hosanna, the triumph of the King. Hosanna, the triumph of the King. Shall we all stand together for the reading of God's word on this passage of scripture taken from Matthew chapter 21? Verse 1 to verse 9. Let's read together. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples. You will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, 
Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, as a colt, the fall of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. Please be seated. All four gospel writers talk about and wrote about the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. Scholars call this the triumphal entry. But as you have read the passage of scripture, we may well ask the question, what is so triumphant? Where is the victory? Nobody was conquered, and in spiritual terms, nobody was converted. The Romans were still in power. There was no great army marshalling against them. In fact, as you look at the picture here, it may look even pathetic. There's no victory at all. In fact, the reverse may be happening because in the events that follow in the next few days, there seem to be defeat. Jesus seems to be lured into a trap. Where is the victory? Where is the triumph? You see, we will not see the triumph until a few days later on Easter, on Resurrection. But here we already see all the settings of the triumph. The symbols of the triumph that we see depicted even in this passage. What are the symbols of the triumph here? First of all, there's the donkey. Ha, ah, the donkey. God used a donkey to even reveal his master plan of salvation. In verse 1 to verse 2 itself, we already see. Jesus giving minute details to the two disciples of where to go, what to say, and what to do after that. Minute details. Some people think that, that it, it, it is all prearranged already, just like the spy movie. You go here, you say this code word, and then, and then this and this and will follow. I don't think it was prearranged. I think it was the foreknowledge of Jesus Christ, the divine omniscient who knows exactly what is ahead and who tells the disciples to go and do it. The events that follow is not just something that's very haphazard. Sometimes we make decisions very haphazardly, isn't it? Or something happened, ah, suddenly decide this one, ah, change this plan. But no, this is something that God has planned right from the beginning, right from the foundation of the world. He has already planned it. God's redemption plan for the entire world. 
and it is just being executed here according to God, the divine sovereignty that Jesus even exercised at the time. And the Bible is very clear in Matthew. He says, all these in order to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy found in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. That the king, the Messiah, will come riding on a donkey to Jerusalem. It's God's plan of redemption. So thank God, hallelujah, that he already has a plan. And this final week, the most important week, it's not something haphazard and afterthought in God's plan. But it was followed right to the minutest details. So God has a plan of salvation for each and every one of us. And thank God, nothing is going to stop it. Amen? Nothing is going to stop it. And then we have also the donkeys, the clothes, and the palms. The symbols of all of these declaring that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our King. Jesus told the disciples, you're going into the next town and there's going to be a donkey there. Go and untie it and somebody will ask you, what are you doing? And you are to answer this way, the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of it. Now this is the first time that Jesus uses the word the Lord referring to himself. And this is very, very important. Jesus uses the word the Lord referring to himself. The word Lord is equivalent to Jehovah, Messiah, the King. And that will settle everything. The owner will not ask you any other question. He will recognize the lordship. Wow. And then there are the clothes and the palms. Bible tells us they, they just took off their garments and put it on the donkey and laid it on the roads. And they cut the branches and laid it on the roads and the palms. And that's where we get the word Palm Sunday. Because of the palms, the palms here signify victory, goodness, victory and goodness. And both in the Old Testament and New Testament times, the palm is, has been depicted in coins to depict the victory and goodness of the government of the day. But guess what? It's not only happening, it did not happen just then, then. And Jesus rode into Jerusalem, but it's going to happen in heaven. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Multitudes will be gathered there, the Bible says. From every nation, every tribe. They will be shouting the praises of God. And what are they holding in their hands? They'll be holding palm branches. They'll be holding palm branches, hallelujah, waving, celebrating the triumph of the king. He deserves all our worship and our praises, amen? Hallelujah. 
when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, you know something strange was already happening there. Everywhere that Jesus went in his ministry, he never takes a ride from any animals. He never takes a ride from any animals. He always walked. He always walked. And this is the first time and the only time in the Bible where Jesus rode on a donkey. Now, there was time when he rode on a boat. Yeah. But at, at one time, he didn't even want to ride on a boat. He walked on the water. He preferred walking, unlike some of us. Oh, when we go to a certain place, to the mall, we want to park our car at the nearest entrance. Nearest entrance. You go to visit places at the nearest place, you know, where we can go to the leaf. Oh, walking 50 meters, so high, San Fu. But Jesus, he could have, just like the Chinese army, usually the general or the captain ride on the horse, the rest all, you know, just obediently, just trust along. But Jesus was walking everywhere that he went, he walked, but this is the only time that he rode on a donkey. Why? Because that is significant. Riding on a donkey signifies the victory of the king. And it is full, it is pregnant of meaning at that time. And Jesus did it in fulfillment of the scripture. Praise the Lord. He deserves all our worship. The stones. The people shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna. To the son of David, Hosanna means safe now. And it was so loud. The whole of Jerusalem was shaken. But it was, we thank God for Luke. Luke is the only one who made the statement, who recorded for us the the, the indignation of the Pharisees The reaction of the Pharisees When Jesus Christ was receiving All the adulation of the crowd And in Luke chapter 19 Verse 39 to verse 40 The Pharisees just asked Jesus Why all this celebration? Come on, ask your disciples to be quiet and Luke is the only one who recorded the reply of Jesus, Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, If all these people were quiet, the very rocks, the very stones, would shout the praises of God. Somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. The very rocks will shout out the praises of God. And that's the song that we sang just now. The rocks, the rocks, the stones. Because... God deserves all our praises and all our worship. And again, strangely, this is the only time that Jesus receives the worship and the praises of the people. Before this, he always tells the disciples, or he always tells somebody whom he has, who have healed of the diseases, be quiet. Don't tell anybody. 
But now he openly receives the praises of the people. There is a change in his strategy somehow. Now he receives it. Praise our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who rode into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday. He deserves all the glory and the honor. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. In his eyes, there may not seem to be much to celebrate on that day. But my friend, all of creation recognizes and bow in worship in the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. So the first shout is that of Hosanna. But the second shout that we can hear is that of thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. The triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem leads to the triumphant life that we have in God. Because of that triumph, we have life triumph. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says here, Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. The triumph of Jesus Christ was not just on that Palm Sunday. His full realization was on Easter. But after that, friends, brothers and sisters, it's for each and every one of us. Type in the, into the chat, chat group and say, Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. You see, God always leads us in triumph. He leads us or He causes us to triumph. But what is important there is to recognize that our triumph is not within ourselves. We cannot have the victory by ourselves, but it is God who leads us. It is God who causes us to triumph. Somebody say, Amen. It is God. But at the same time, we have to respond to God. God will lead us as He led Jesus Christ. God will lead us, but we must be willing to be led by the Lord. And that's where the problem is. The triumph that we need many times is the triumph over self. The pursuit that we need to pursue after is to live by God's agenda. To follow God's leading. Look at the life of Jesus Christ. He knew what lie ahead of him in Jerusalem. The cross. It's not because he did not know it. He knew death awaits him. And yet, the Bible says, he set his face towards Jerusalem. He followed God's will. Even though it led to the cross. Even though it led to his death. 
he submitted himself to the will of God. Submission is not a dirty word. In fact, if you want victory in our lives, you must learn how to submit and be obedient to God. Somebody say amen. We have to learn to be submissive to God and His will, not just always fighting against Him and wanting our own will to be done. Why is it so difficult for us to submit to God's will to live by God's agenda? Maybe because we think that, well, if I choose to obey God, I lose out in life. Teenagers may think, oh, if I follow God's way, I lose out all the fun in life. Businessmen may think, oh, if I choose to live by God's way, then, then I lose all the contract. And many of us think, oh, oh yeah, I, I, I will submit to God, but I'll do it once I retire. Now I've got too many things to pursue after. But after my retirement, ah, God, I will follow after you. Jesus was so meticulous in the arrangement of the finding of the donkey. He knew every detail of it. He even said, there you will find a donkey upon which no man has sat before. He even knew the condition of the donkey. Past, present, future. And he told the disciples, go to the next town, down the road. Jesus knew what is ahead. Exactly. If he knows what is ahead in the next town, he knows what is ahead for you down the road. Some of us are scared to follow Jesus because we say we don't know what's next down the road. Jesus knows the condition of the donkey, past, present, and future. He knows what's going to happen to you, past, present, and future. You can trust Him 100%. Do I hear an amen on that? He knows what's down the road. We do not know. The disciples did not know. All they had to do is really to follow Jesus, okay? I... Is it going to happen as he said? Are we going to find things as he described? And they just followed. It's not a prepared script. Anything could have happened. But then the Bible says they went and it was exactly as what Jesus said. Exactly. Jesus knows what's down the road for us. You can choose to live by God's agenda because He knows what your future. You may be worried about that medical test and what's the result. Some of you young people may be wondering, after I graduate, will I be able to find a job? Yes, God knows what's down ahead. Pass down the road for each and every one of us. God knows our situation, past, present, and future. He knows the very pain that you're going through every night with body aches and pain. 
all over your body. He knows the positive test results that came back and shocked you. He knows exactly what your needs are today. You can choose to live by your own agenda or just trust the Lord. It's not easy to follow Jesus Christ. The Palm Sunday message is, are you going to put him number one? Or are you going to put yourself number one? It's not easy to follow Jesus Christ. It's very easy to be an online Christian nowadays. You don't like something? Just switch the channel. Go to another YouTube broadcast. But friends, it's not easy to follow Jesus Christ. It's acknowledging Jesus, you are my Lord, you are my King. Yesterday I was talking to somebody and said, oh, in India, well, all the Christians are coming back to church already. Churches are packed. I says, and he said, in Malaysia, if it rains, huh, we think that is God's persecution on us already. I laugh at that also. You know, I say, wow, that's a good one. A little bit of problem and we think, oh God, why are you like that? Friends, choose to live. For God You will never regret it You will never regret it Make Him number one in your life Be obedient and submit to Him No matter what the cost No matter what the difficulties Secondly The Bible also says here We always triumph Everybody say always Always triumph What does the, name, what does the word always mean? Always means always. Not an exception. No exception. Not even once did God feel in this area. But He causes us to always triumph. Wow. That's the key word here in 2 Corinthians. That Paul wrote to us. Linking the triumph, triumphal a procession of the Christians or, or, or that, that Christ led the Christians into with the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. Always a very, very powerful word. In other words, Paul is saying, I always win. In Christ Jesus, I always win. I don't lose. Wow. Now, that is not an arrogant statement. All right? Some people may say that arrogantly. But when Paul says, we, God causes us to triumph always, he means just that. Because God's will for each one of us is to triumph once a while, win some, lose some. No. God's will for us to, is to always triumph always now it doesn't mean that there will not be any situation that will affect you negatively 
The triumph here is over situation. There will be situation that will really test you, put you to the test. And all Christians, we know that. In fact, the Bible, the book of Psalms says, the afflictions of the righteous are many. We are afflicted, Paul says, on every side. Situations that will pull us down. Circumstances that cause us to walk away from God sometimes. But in spite of it all, Paul says, whatever situations may be, God always lead me through. Into triumph in every place, everywhere, every situation. My friend, that is God's way for us. That is God's plan for us. There may be times that you feel like giving up. There may be times that you don't feel victorious at all. We are human. But if you will just see things the way God sees them, then it will be very different. It depends on how we see. Many times we think that we, th we see a lot, but we see too little. All we see are just the circumstances, the difficulties, the problems. And those things weigh us down. But we have to learn to see things the way God sees them. How does God see all those circumstances? All those circumstances situations that you are facing right now are not meant to cause you to be defeated. Never! It'll make you stronger, yes. It'll make you see the faithfulness of God. It'll cause you to draw closer to God. But it is not meant to defeat you at all. In fact, even in the worst of circumstances, Paul is able to say in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, God is able to make all things work together for good for those who trust Him. Somebody shout aloud, Amen. So see the things the way God sees them. Paul says also, Nay, in all these things, he looked at things differently. Things that would have caused us to be defeated and, and just walk away and give up. Paul says, no, in all these things, we are what? More than conquerors. Hallelujah. More than conquerors. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Friends, we go through great trials in life, but these are not meant to be defeated, to cause us to be defeated. We are not defeatists. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. Pastor Gwen had picked the testimony of Sister Joshi just now. Man, what she has gone through wasn't easy 
when she went through it. We saw the video and all those things. Oh, it was tough. But God caused her to triumph. Hallelujah! God caused her to triumph! Last night I was in a birthday celebration of Nancy Lima, 70 years old. She reached 70. But if you know her story, it wasn't easy as well. She went through very tough times. You know, sicknesses on her body family problems you know and all kinds of things she was admitted to the hospital the pictures of her of her being sick with the mouth all blisters and all those things terrible and according to her testimony she even at one time even thought of committing suicide but she hang on there and guess what god causes her to triumph always hallelujah amen and there are many of you who have gone through some very, very difficult times but you hang on there. You hold on there. God will grant you the victory. Hallelujah. No matter what the pain, no matter uh, uh, what the confusion, no matter the dis disappointment, God will not disappoint. He will give you triumph over every situation. Get the perspective of God. See things the way God sees them. See your situation. The way that God sees them. The situation is not any bigger than God. Our God is bigger. Our God is stronger. Our God is mightier. So it doesn't matter what you have to go through, whether economy downturn, whether health failures, or whatever it is, let the Spirit rise up and say, I don't lose. I win in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And only we have to realize that our triumph is in Christ. In Christ alone. It is done. Thanks be to God. Who causes us to triumph in Christ. Very, very important word in Christ that's the reason why Jesus entered into Jerusalem died on the cross crucified, rose again from the dead so that he can now give us a new life he shares not just his triumph with us but he shares his very life with us his very life so that now our life is not just on our own but our life is in Christ Jesus. Very important word, in Christ Jesus. In fact, the Apostle Paul uses that word, in Christ Jesus, or in Christ, he uses it 130 times. To emphasize the fact that our life is now hidden in Christ Jesus. And because of that, we have triumph over sin, we have triumph over Satan and our position is now different. We see ourselves the way God sees us. No longer after the flesh. Our position is where? In Christ Jesus. 
And that position is a position of victory. Because Christ has won the victory for us. So many times we see ourselves as we are and we are so, so discouraged. We are not where we wanted to be. So many times we try to do this, we try to do that. We are not successful. We beat ourselves. We feel condemned. Hey, but the life triumph is not what we try to do. It is recognizing that our position is in Christ Jesus and He has won it all for us. It is a state of being. It is our lifestyle, not an event at all. And it is something that Christ has already done and won for us. So don't keep knocking yourself over the head just because of one bad decision. Our position in Christ is by the grace of God. And your position in Christ, as I've said earlier, is not a defeated position. It's a strong position. It's a victorious position. The only other time in the New Testament where the word triumph appears, besides 2 Corinthians 2.14, is Colossians 2.15 And the Bible here tells us that Jesus Christ After His resurrection He has conquered all principalities and powers And He made a public display of them Triumphing, triumphing over all of them don't let the devil come and just speak lies into your ears. You are not good enough. No, you are bad. You are a failure. You will never be victorious. No! He's been defeated already. Jesus Christ has made a public display of Satan. And today, rise up. Because we are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah So therefore, we can say Thanks be to God How many of you can say that? Thanks be to God, hallelujah Brothers and sisters The triumphal entry of Jesus Christ Is so very important for us And the week that unfolds This is leading us into the Holy Week I pray that you will continue to Take the word of the Lord that has been shared today and apply it into your own lives and experience the triumph of Christ that He has won for each and every one of us. Let's all pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank God for who we are in Christ. Thank God for what we have in Christ Jesus. But perhaps some of you are still struggling in so many areas. Today is a day of triumph for you as well. You can experience the victory of the cross 
You can experience the healing. You can experience the deliverance. You can experience the rich provision of God because God always causes us to triumph. You may not see the victory even right now, but today, stand by faith. Stand by faith. Stand up by faith and say, Lord, I am who you say I am. I have what you say I have in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to rise up today to my position in Christ Jesus and give you the praise and the honor and the glory. Shall we all stand together? Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there is a need in your heart today, some of you are almost on the verge of giving up. Some of you are thinking of committing suicide even. Don't. Don't give in to the trees of the devil. Some of you say that, Oh, my sickness, God can never heal me. I've been suffering from soul for so long. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Reach out unto the Lord. God has a triumph for you at the end of it. Yes, you will triumph. Some of you are saying, Oh, it's so hard to do business in this environment. Oh, reach out unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He will yet cause you to be triumphant. Some of you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ wholeheartedly, 100%. No holding back. And you'll be amazed at the miracles that will begin to happen in your life. Be obedient, be submissive to Him and His Word. He will lead and direct. He knows your future. Let me pray for you right now. If you have a need, just raise up your hand right now here in the audience. Hallelujah. And back home where you are watching online, reach out to the Lord as we are. Let's all pray together. Reach out your hand. Reach out your hand. How many of you want to have that life triumphant in Jesus Christ? Raise up your hand and say, yes, Lord. I want to live that triumphant life in you. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. You see all these hands that are raised even right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth who have done it all for us, your Lord. I release the blessings of Almighty God, the strength, the power, the tenacity, the perseverance. In Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors, your Lord. So I release the solution, dear Lord, into their life, dear God. Oh God, in Jesus' name, the enemy shall not steal, shall not rob them of what you have for them. I declare the blessings of God upon each and every person. Healing for the sick in Jesus' name. Be healed, be healed, be healed right now in the name of Jesus from every cancer, from every tumor, from every pain, from every mig migraine, from every growth uh, in the body. That's not meant to be there. In the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Hallelujah. From tuberculosis, from COVID-19, in the name of Jesus, receive the healing of the Lord. Receive the victory of the Lord over every situation. In the name of Jesus, nothing will pull you down. You shall be strong in the Lord. You shall stand firm in the Lord. The Lord shall lift you up. The Lord shall cause you Oh, to be victorious over every circumstances. You shall shine. You shall shine in the name of Jesus. You shall rise up. You shall rise up again. And I'll cause you to shine. Hallelujah. 
Lord, we submit ourselves to you right now. We totally surrender ourselves to you right now, dear Lord. Let your will be done in our life, dear Father. And we will follow, we will obey you, dear God. Bless, touch, and use your people even right now. Let a triumphant life be ours, dear Lord, as you have declared it. So we receive it right now. To you be the glory, honor, power, 